0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. We've been looking at the Lord's Prayer, which is really the disciples' prayer, which is really your prayer and my prayer. And it's a a wonderful prayer. It's a prayer that's all about surrender. It's about acknowledging God as our father. And yet at the same time that he recognizing that his name is sacred, that he is sacred. He is to be hallowed. His name is to be hallowed. That means to be lifted up and exalted. It's all about us wanting his will to be done over our will. And uh, then we ask him, we don't give him a laundry list of all the things that we want, but we surrender to him knowing and acknowledging that he is the one who supplies our daily bread and all our needs. He is the one who supplies our forgiveness and the grace to move us into uh, a clean place in our lives. And, uh, And then today we're talking about he is the one who provides us with protection in our lives, protection from uh, temptation and protection from evil. And a young boy, a 10-year-old boy, was continually in trouble at home. He was lying at home. He was stealing things from his parents' handbag, uh, his mother's handbag. His father didn't have a handbag but he was stealing from them, stealing from the top drawer or wherever the money was, and it was not getting any better. And his father took him aside and he drew this picture. And it's a picture here of traveling along. He said, you know, where you're moving along in life and then you have choices that you're making. When you are tempted, you can choose to do the right thing or you can choose to do the wrong thing. And we want you to choose to do the right thing. And the 10-year-old boy took the paper and he turned it sideways. And he said, yeah, but Dad, when I'm going along here, choosing to do the right thing is hard work. It feels like going uphill. And choosing to do the wrong thing is much easier. It's just like falling down, going with the flow of what I'd like to do. And that is very, very true. All of us are tempted at times to take something that seems like an easy way out, but it actually ends up taking us down into a darker place. And choosing the right thing can seem to be the, the hardest thing to do. But Jesus said, pray this prayer. Pray, ask God to lead you not into temptation, but to deliver you from evil. And I want to read from James chapter 1, verses 9 to 15. It says there, Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honoured them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them, they will, f- they will fade away like little flowers in the field. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away in the same way the rich will fade away with all of their achievements. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And remember, when you are being tempted, do not say, God is tempting me. God is never tempted to do wrong and he never tempts anyone else. Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions. And when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. It's really interesting here that God says in the Bible that when we are poor, we are going to be tempted. And when we are rich, we're going to be tempted. In fact, whatever state of life we find ourselves in, we're going to be tempted. There are going to be times when we are tempted. God, lead us out of those temptations. When we're poor, we can, be, we can get bitter. We can compare ourselves to other people and get angry. Why me? When we're rich, we can be tempted to think that it's, it's because of our goodness and our just being a little bit smarter than everybody else and forget that God is the one who has blessed us. And we are tempted sometimes to forget that God is the one. And that's really the essence of temptation is when we are tempted to live a life apart from God. You know, there's only one cause of sin in our life. And that's because we want to. It's simply the fact that we want to sin. Doing something and following that temptation is something that we want to do. And that is a real key for us with overcoming temptation. Temptation, as it says in James there, it involves us. Uh, It comes from our own desires, which entice us. That word entice is the same word as seduce. they drag us away, and these desires give birth to sinful actions. Temptation is not all about being tempted to do bad things. Temptation is all about wanting to do things too badly. Anything can become a temptation to do something too much. Loving that thing too much. Wanting to do that thing too much. It's all about priorities instead of God being our number one. Something else starts to seduce us away from the love of God. Something else becomes more important than God to us. You always have the choice But it can become difficult to choose to do what we know is right when we really want to do something that is not right. We have an incredible power, the power of choice. So what's an example of us doing things that we really want to do? What about if someone says, well, I had to tell the lie because my boss said that if I didn't lie to the customer, that he'd fire me. Well, you still had a choice. It's just that you wanted and loved your job and your security and even that money from the job more than you wanted to tell the truth. You weren't tempted to believe that that was more important than that. You were tempted to sin because your uh, love for the job and love for job security and your fear of, of losing it Were things that were more important than telling the truth. What do you really want? The Bible says that we shouldn't have sex before marriage, but we've lost lots of young adults in our church who feel guilty because they've decided they actually want sex before marriage with someone else more than they wanted to love God in that way and trust Him in that way. Follow him in that way, but they—they they really love me. It's—it feels. What's wrong with it? Why is it so wrong? Well, that leads us to the link that this verse has between lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There's a a definite link between evil and temptation, and uh, when. The the devil came to Eve when evil came into the world, into human hearts. It all happened through temptation. The devil came to Eve and said, you know, you are not going to die. That fruit, that beautiful looking fruit is going to give you the knowledge and the wisdom that God has. And he doesn't want you to have that. And Eve wanted that fruit more than she wanted to trust God. And she wanted that wisdom and that knowledge. The devil tempted Eve away from her love for God into a place where she doubted that he uh, cared about her, that he, she doubted that, that God's intentions for her were her best. And so she decided to take it. She wanted to know what... Why is it so wrong to eat this fruit? And parents, just as an aside note, we need to be careful that we don't train our children to only obey us when we answer their why question. Because they turn into teenagers and adults who will say, Why should I do why should I do that? Why should I follow that rule at school? Why should I follow that rule? Why should I do what someone else tells me? You explain to me because basically it has an attitude of unless you tell me why I have to do this or why I can't do this, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to obey you. And it's really saying that unless I agree with the rule and the rationale behind the rule, I'm not going to do it. And that's a dangerous position because many times God doesn't give us the reason. He'll just say, trust me. I'm not telling you why. Jesus often did not answer questions that were asked of him. He didn't want to explain himself. Because sometimes a parent just needs to say, because mummy or daddy says so. You need to trust me. Just trust me on this. I care about you. And that's all you need to explain. Because God is like that. Sometimes we just have to trust him. Even when we don't know why, why has this happened? Does't matter. Trust God anyway because he's a loving father. Trust Daddy, trust him because he cares about us. Jesus said, pray this, pray like this. lead me not into temptation. The question is, do we use that prayer? Do you say that prayer? And this is a daily prayer. Give us our bread. gives us it today our daily bread. And this is a daily prayer. But do any of us pray, lead me not into temptation every single day? Because that indicates to us that every single day there's the temptation just around the corner. God, lead me out of this daily temptation, this thing I don't even know what's going to happen today. Please lead me away from that. Deliver me from it from the evil of it. And we don't know what uh, what it might lead, lead to. The, the mouse that is caught in the trap, it never saw the trap, it only saw the cheese. It didn't realize the danger it was in. And that in the word uh, deliver in that's in that verse, deliver us from evil, but deliver is is a very powerful. Greek word that means what rescue from danger and often we don't know what is the danger you know we're asking what's so bad about doing this well god's saying trust me because there are always consequences no one escapes from doing something that is anti god there's always consequences it might not happen immediately but it might be down the track if we lie if we, if we allow our children to lie, they're going to lie at work and then one day they're going to be discovered. We had a teenager in our church who who was stealing from his workplace and he was dis, it was found out and he lost the job. And if we're going to lie to our marriage partner, we could very well lie, uh, lose the marriage. And so there are always consequences that come uh, there's danger involved and we ask God to deliver us from that. Now, of course, demons and the devils and devil, the devil himself is, are very real. Evil and nasty things are in the spiritual atmosphere. And of course, we want Jesus to deliver us from those. But this link between temptation and evil is very real because humanity has been struggling with this since the very beginning. These sorts of things, these sorts of temptations lead us to men in in, invading countries. They lead us to women being obsessed with, I don't know, shopping, money, men being obsessed with shopping, money, people being obsessed with power, young girls saying nasty things online to other girls, young men getting addicted and getting into habits that, are, that lead them down that hill, down that track. That's evil. Temptations can lead us to all sorts of evil beyond just some sort of demonic thing. That attitude of um ignoring God and and making a a godless decision, the the temptation to disregard what God has said and to live as if God doesn't exist. In fact, to to say, look, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I was watching uh, the Drive to Survive show the other day and there was a a Formula One driver being interviewed and, and I can't remember what the question was, but his answer was, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And that just, sums up the human condition, it sums up why people can be tempted to do things that are against God, because they just want to do, forget about God, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I remember as a young boofhead husband, I think we'd been married about two years, maybe if that, and we were up in Sydney and we are on a beach, and I remember, uh, now I know that none of you guys have ever done this, but... Um, I remember Melanie catching me looking at uh, another girl in a bikini and she said, uh, what are you looking at? I, and I remember saying to her, uh, I'm ashamed to say it, I said, I can look at whatever I want to look at. And as soon as those words out I, were out, I knew they <laughs> were wrong. We can't just do whatever we want to do. And that's why... It says, lead us, not into temptation. Lead us. Jesus is a leader, our leader. You know, the Bible, we, we talk about John 3.16, all, all those who uh, believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And uh, uh, But Jesus goes a lot further than that. He says this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. In fact, he said to each of his disciples, follow me. He didn't just say, believe in me. He said, follow me. And this scripture, lead, me not into te- lead us not into temptation, lead. Remember, this whole prayer is about surrender to God. It's about surrendering to his leadership. Just because we are a believer in Jesus, doesn't mean we're a follower of Jesus. I mean, the devil believes in Jesus, but he doesn't follow Jesus. And we need to move from being a believer to a follower. Jesus says in Matthew 16, verse 24, he says to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. And there are temptations in each of our lives and they are like a cross to us. But we need to take up our cross. In fact, temptations are an awesome opportunity for us to choose to follow Christ, to give up our own way. Jesus is saying there are times when you're going to need to say no to yourself. Lead us not into temptation. That means we want him to lead us elsewhere. We want to follow him elsewhere. And when a temptation comes, the opportunity is there to take that uphill path or take the downhill path. And uh, we're not always going to succeed. We're going to fail sometimes. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to say that, that since that conversation on the beach, I've become a different person because I love Melanie more than my own desire or my own curiosity in other women. And I've chosen to follow Jesus in that area and made a commitment to my own eyes to look away. And guys, it's not that first glance; it's that first time that you notice another woman. It's the second look. That's the that's the bad one. The first one is an opportunity to follow Jesus and look away. And uh, all of our temptations are, are, are an exciting opportunity to look up to to follow Christ. You know, a a maths test doesn't cause a student to fail. It's not the test that is the problem. It's the only, it's their own laziness in not studying, or it's their own ability that is not there. And they can't say, oh, if they'd only hadn't given me that test, I'd be all right. No, the, the test is nothing wrong. God allows us trials, the Bible says, But the temptation, it says there in James, the temptation not to do well, the temptation to to not go the way that Jesus wants us to go, that comes from being seduced in our own hearts. And we need to lay that down and uh, take up our cross and say, "I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus instead. Being a follower is another level of discipleship, and it's what Jesus calls us all to. You know, we can believe that Jesus can save us from the lions, but a follower says, I'm going to go into that den of lions and trust God. You know, we can believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, but a follower says, well, I'm going to do what Jesus said, even though it costs me, I'm going to do what he wants me to do, even though others will disagree with me or even mock me. A believer can say, I believe that God loves me. But a follower says, I'm going to follow his advice, even when it seems like it's going to cost me a lot. I'm going to trust that what he has for me is enough. His grace is sufficient for me. So some of us may feel that on that picture I showed you at the start, some of us may feel that we are already a long way down that track. But Jesus offers us two things. First of all, he is the owner of an, an eternal, spiritual, clear history button. You know that button in, on the internet where you can press and clear all your history Uh Hopefully, none of us use that very much. And none of us need to use that. But in life, we do. In life, the reality is that we need Jesus to clear our history. And he promises that he, if we trust in him, if we confess our sins, if we adopt him as our Lord, as our leader, that he will take our sins and banish them as far as the east is from the west. In other words, we'll never see them again. They've gone it's it's a clear history button and the second thing that jesus promises to do is that he will dust pick us up dust us off clear the history and then he'll put us back on the path so he we won't have to do all the hard work of getting back up that hill and climbing up again no, it's just like mario kart where when you drive off the cliff there and just magically you're transported back onto the track out of the lava i love that and jesus promises that he will Cleanse us, he won't just forgive us, he'll cleanse us and he'll fill us with his spirit again. No matter how many times we fall, we'll not be cast down into that lava, we'll be brought back up. And little Mario can't be put back on the road, and we're going to be continuing and trying again. Jesus said, Go again, let's do it again. I know you're going to fail, that's fine. Let's even get a bit further this time, a lot further before you're tempted and when you are tempted when you are uh, feel tempted follow me instead lead us not into temptation or deliver us from all evil demonic evil but even from the evil uh, of the seduction of other things that are that can become more important to us the love of money the the love of of trying to numb our pain through some other way. The love of food, the love of entertainment, all these things can become seductions in our lives. We need to let them all die and focus on our love for Him. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.